You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. Hi there, how's it going? We are halfway through February and not much closer to spring. Thank you for joining us for episode 8 of Every Song Has a Story. Guests on the podcast keep telling us that they enjoy the opportunity to dig deeper into their material. By focusing on one song per episode, we give artists the chance to elaborate on details about their music that otherwise we may never know. Our next guest is a gritty storyteller who channels emotions into piercing vocals to create an electrifying energy like lightning in a bottle. He strives to tell a story while staying true to himself and true to his audience. I think we only got a small glimpse into this songwriter's raw, uncut approach to creating music with a passion that is captured in the recording and carried onto the stage. He has worked hard to find his sound, from dive bars, open stages, and touring North America, to moving to California. In 2020, he was featured on NBC's The Voice for season 19, where he impressed judges Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, who described his voice as rich and incredible. In June 2022, the collection of songs he calls Strip Back was the number one blues album on Apple Music, as three of his songs were in the top ten blues songs simultaneously. While he continues to build off this momentum, he plans to release new music as he ventures along the West Coast. From Arizona to British Columbia, audiences will get to witness this songwriter prove that it's not luck, it's hard work. For more information, find us on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story, or check out BigCity.com. tear down those those walls of fear and judgment and just uh, let it out how it wants to come out you know the song unfolds itself and I'm just there to um, be the vessel it's very important to me that what I'm writing is honest we're all just belting this song out because it means something to us This is Liam St. John. Um, I'm based in Los Angeles, but I'm from Spokane, Washington. And today we're going to be talking about my song, Victim Bleach. So can you describe the day that the idea for the song came to you? Yeah, I mean, this song, uh, you know, felt like a lifetime in the making. Um, I guess there was a lot of tension building up to me finally writing about it. Um... But yeah, I remember specifically one day just like feeling so um, suppressed by all like the things I've, I've, I've held inside of my, my, you know, in, inside for so long and felt like I couldn't express my pain and my mistakes to anybody. Um, and one day I just uh, really just wanted to scream it out loud to everyone like yes I've done all of these things and um, 
I'm still a good person and I feel like you should still be able to, you know, be yourself and live your truth even if you, you know, experience pain or um, live some mistakes in your life. And so, like, could you tell us a little bit more about the inspiration for the lyrics? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of this song is uh, autobiographical. I uh, uh, experienced a lot of these things that I talk about in this song. Um, I kind of I grew up in a religious um, environment and really had to suppress a lot of my feelings and... I mean, so like the song starts out pretty, pretty ab abruptly and jarring. Like I did cocaine at a wedding that, that actually happened. I, I grew up in this church environment and, um, just basically had a whole lifetime of suppressing my feelings and, you know, hiding my pain and my mistakes. And, uh, it was coming to a, a head, like all this pain and I needed to, I needed to scream it out loud as loud as I could, um, because it was becoming too much for me to um, carry on my own. So what came first, the music or the words? Um, this one, surprisingly, the, the words, I, um, I usually I typically write with my guitar in hand and, uh, you know, the, the melody and lyrics kind of all fold in together. At, at, and, you know, the song unfolds itself and I'm just there to um, be the vessel, but... Uh, this one, you know, lyrics, the lyrics were coming to me for a long time. Um, but as soon as I picked up my guitar and decided to be intentional about writing the song, that's when, um, you know, it kind of all came out pretty quickly. And so do you write in silence or with music going or with your guitar in your hand? Yeah, typically I write um, with my guitar and the songs are usually... I kind of find a progression first and then, um, you know, just start singing what my soul is feeling. And, and usually uh, it kind of unfolds like that. It's pretty, it's a pretty mystical experience. I, I really can't explain how a new song is born each, each day. But maybe you could describe the perfect setting for writing a song? Yeah, I mean, I write most of my songs in my bedroom. <laughs> with my guitar, I, I feel like I need um, just focus. You know, I've written songs out in, uh, you know, anywhere you can think of, like out in the mountains and cabins, ex excluded from, you know, isolated from anybody or anything. But um, I don't know, I feel, kind of feel like the being in my room it's kind of like this uh, forces me to to really focus. There's kind of this uncomfort about being, you know, in a room in Los Angeles and really trying to get myself, my career going. And so I, it forces me to focus and um, make the songs happen. But, you know, you never really know when a song is going to come. And I, I do enjoy co-writing um, and that, that has created some great songs, but I think the most important thing is just showing up every day and uh, picking up the guitar and putting the pen to paper, because um, that's when the you know the bangers start to come, is just by showing up. I really like that. And what did you learn when you were writing this song? 
Um, the most important thing I learned is how imperative it is as a songwriter and as a human to just live and express your truth. The moment I wrote this song is when I started to find my audience, and it's because of my vulnerability and honesty that I was finally able to connect with the people that needed to hear the song. And it's crazy to, to see, like, um, you know, this song is so specific to me and my life and the, the, you know, trials I've faced, yet millions of people resonate with it on their own internal deep level. And that is what songwriting and music is about to me. And so it really taught me to just show up. I have a right in front of me on my, at my desk in big bold letters says be honest because every time I show up um, to write, that's the most important, um, you know, aspect to my songwriting now. And so Dipton Bleach really taught me to not worry about what other people are going to think about what you're saying or whether they're going to like it or not. It's just to show up and be honest. And um, that's usually what resonates most and best with people. Did you write this song with a specific audience in mind? No, I did not. I wrote it. I wrote it for myself because I needed to, uh, like I said, I had a lot of pent up pain and uh, emotions in me and that uh, I lived a lot of my life feeling like I couldn't express that those things or else I would, you know, be judged and feel like I was doing something wrong. And so um, I finally found the courage to just say what I wanted to say for myself. And uh, then the song found the people who needed it. Just like, you know, like the blues found me when I needed it, so. Yeah, as it does, do you do you find that you you don't worry about the audience when you begin writing, or you just let it happen? I guess the only thing I worry about is um, I care about my audience now that I know who they are, and so um, there, it's very important to me that what I'm writing is honest to them. So, and so in a way I do think about them, but I'm never trying to cater a song. You know, there's, in co-writing it's a little different because I have a publishing deal and so we're trying to write for different markets and stuff. But um, for my personal projects, uh, it's all about just honesty. Um, you know, I, I love a great, a great song that has a great melody and a strong hook that people can sing along with because um, that's important too. You want to write something that people resonate with, but they can, you know, sonically resonate with it as well and sing along with it um, in a, you know, in a non-complex way. So in that way, I do think about my audience, but uh, other than that, I don't want to ever try and cater to something because then, then it loses its authenticity and people can, um, you know, they, they see that pretty quickly. As dipped in bleach plays through, I wonder what part continues to resonate with you? I mean, the more I am connecting with my audience, I think that's what resonates with me is like, everybody has a different interpretation of what the song means to them. You know, there's a lot of people who struggle with different things than I did, like, um, you know, I, I abuse drugs and alcohol and like religion where the things and other people come to me with different 
uh, you know, demons that they faced in that song has helped them feel not alone. And that is what resonates with me about it now is just the connection between me and, you know, random strangers all over the world. Have you ever performed this song? And could you maybe talk about a memorable time that you did? I play it at every show. It's crazy. Like, uh, I wrote it and started playing it live at, like, you know, showcases and stuff in Los Angeles. And, you know, obviously people respond to my stage presence and voice, but never, like, responded to the, the song in, you know, a memorable way. But... When I started touring to, you know, booking ticketed tours for my audience, that's when it, you know, completely changed my life because, uh, um, for example, like we just played the East Room in Nashville, um, it sold it out, there was 250 people there and um, the whole room was shaking from everybody screaming the lyrics to Dipped in Bleach with me. I didn't even have to use it. The microphone, you know, it was just complete, uh, you know, it was like thunder in there. Everybody singing it top their lungs. It's like uh, the greatest feeling in the world and so special because we're all just building this song out because it means something to us. And uh, I, 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 um, it just means everything to me. Not, not just that people are there and singing the song it's that they all are singing it because um, it's meant something to them what was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record especially with that energy how do you capture that energy yeah well this song I originally posted it on TikTok it was just me in my bedroom a lot, you know just me and my guitar singing it and that video ended up getting a couple million views and so I wanted to release it it's the most vulnerable song I had ever written and so I wanted to release it in its truest form which is raw uncut uh, and live because that's the most vulnerable way you can release a song sonically is you know no editing no effects and filters and no cuts and so we um we just did a one take of the song you know we um, filmed it live recorded the audio from that live session and then released it that way um and so yeah it's just a one take song no editing no cuts and um, that's how i wanted to release it because i wanted to be vulnerable with how i presented it as well and so where was this song recorded? It was actually recorded in my kitchen in Los Angeles. <laughs> and did anyone accompany you on the song for the recording? Nope, it was just me and my guitar. So were there any recording tricks or, you know, unique production techniques used when tracking the song? Nope, we, uh, I mean, we mic'd my guitar with the SM7 and uh, my vocals with a Newman and uh, just let the, the live performance do most of the production tricks. You know, we just kept, we just 
I basically just treated it like a live show and just sang my guts out for two and a half minutes. And if you could record anywhere, where would you choose to record a few songs? I don't know. I've, I've recorded a lot of places. Um, I, I definitely am an advocate for, you know, finding spaces that aren't necessarily recording studios, but provide a great atmosphere and ambience. Um, but, you know, I've, I've recorded at uh, the Smokestack in Nashville, and that was a beautiful, you know, state-of-the-art studio that I really loved recording at. But I've also um, recorded songs up in the mountains of Washington State in a cabin, you know, and that was also a beautiful experience. So it's about the people there, like, the, you know, the producer and engineer that are, um, you, you know, you're all in the same uh, headspace and just trying to create something uh, magical. So where's the best place that we can find this song? Um, Dipped and Bleach is on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple Music to, you know, Tidal, anywhere, YouTube, you can find it anywhere. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, like I said, it's a raw, uncut live take, so be prepared for some raw acoustic vibes and where do you listen to music um i mean i love experience experiencing music live because that's where i think it's, it's most pure so i love going to shows um but i spend a lot of time on my spotify just trying to find new songs and old, you know new songs from old artists that i love and completely new artists that i've never heard of so what can we expect from you in the future um, I've got a song coming out um, in 10 days. It's called Nelson's Blood. And um, then we're releasing the stripped back version of that. And we're just going to keep doing that. Um, so I got about six songs in the pipeline that I'm releasing while, while I head out on tour. So hypothetical question now. If you had a last minute show scheduled at a really big venue, who do you call to join you on stage? I would probably call just some of my close friends that I admire as musicians. Like, um, I love playing with Joshua Quimby. He's, he's an incredible guitarist and songwriter, and he's got a badass voice. Um, I love to share the stage with people that I you know resonate with and love dearly. So probably somebody like that. Or um, otherwise, I would love to play with like, you know, the, Kaleo or the the Black Keys or Gary Clark Jr. That would be somebody I would love to share the stage with. What advice would you give to anyone starting out as a songwriter? You, you got to write a lot of bad songs first of all, and uh, but always just be honest in your songwriting and uh, show up every day. And then once you start showing up every day, you're going to start noticing how good songs are written um and then you'll start to find those magical things that light you up when you're writing a song you know like you know cadences and rhyme rhyming patterns and uh you know melodies that paint paint with the lyrics and so but it's really about just showing up i listen to a lot of songwriters that i admire to to find um to you know to be a student of my craft 
Um, but there's only there's no way around it really, other than just riding uh, as much as you possibly can. So, could you give us a shout out to anyone you think we should maybe check out? Oh yeah, you should definitely check out Joshua Quimby um, and uh, Benjamin Dakota Rogers. He's also coming with me on tour. He's a fellow Canadian of yours. Um, yeah, those two guys are pretty wicked and really badass songwriters. Yeah, you really gotta kind of tear down those those walls of fear and judgment and just uh, let it out how it wants to come out. You know, the song unfolds itself and I'm just there to um, be the vessel. It's very important to me that what I'm writing is honest. We're all just belting this song out because it means something to us. Uh, this is Liam St. John, and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions.